Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Chapter Tactics, where we go over strategies and tactics to help out both new and veteran players alike. As always, I'm your host, Magic Carp Use Fly, and with me today, we have our co-hosts, Demeki. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? Dom P. John P. John, Don John. Hello. All of the above. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and joining us today, we have... Wyatt, also known as Jack of Clubs Painting, part of the Long War, joining us today. Yo, what's up? What's up, Wyatt? It's always fun talking to you. Um, <laughs> thank you. How do you look so young? This is just a this I mean, is be a I'm just saying, like, clean living. Like, I eat a lot of Taco Bell. <laughs> uh, I, I drank a Baja Blast earlier today. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it works, man. Yeah, yeah. Demeki was telling me that Baja Blast is the fountain of youth. Yeah, that's true. You bathe yeah. in it, you drink it, <laughs> you become it. Yes. <laughs> don't, why don't you have like a Baja Blast uh, Grey Knights army? I do. Yeah. yeah. That's like I'm still working on it. Um, I told you guys, but a while back I was putting them into one of my cabinets, and I dropped two of my custom uh, printed Dread Knights that then exploded into a billion pieces. So I was oh, like, no. I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna think about Grey Knights for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. I feel they it. Baja blasted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they did. They really did. All right. So uh, today what we're going to be talking about is team tournaments. The Las Vegas team tournament just happened. Explosive game. There was like, how, how many people were at that tournament? Like 300? It was 60 teams of five originally, but it ended up being 58 teams of five that was actually there. Oh, so like 150. Yeah. No, it was about 200. Five, five times six is, thir- is, thir- is 30. Yes. So Three, then that would have been 300. Yeah. So take oh, so away 200 10. something. Yeah, 290. 290. 290. Yeah, 290. Math hard. Yeah. <laughs> so two. And uh, not only that, like almost every heavy hitter in 40K was there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Art of War was there. Um, I think that I saw uh, Brandon Grant was there. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Brian Poland was there. Yep. Um, Team Battle Brothers was there. Yep, Jim yep. Vessel. Like yeah. Army Esports was there. Like. Wyatt Turk Basically was there. Anybody who yeah, was, was there. I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah so. it was, there, was no, there was no soft teams there. It was, no. it was hardball. Yeah, yeah, it was mega hardball in a tournament, uh, in a team tournament, um, uh, I guess, like, event. Yeah. That is, uh, it's, it's, it's like, new. The, the, the whole idea of a team tournament is becoming more and more uh, accepted, mm-hmm. and we're seeing a lot more of them nowadays. So it's interesting to see how it's evolving, um, especially now with the game becoming more and more popular, especially the competitive scene becoming larger and larger. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And Reese told me while I was there, too, he's like, oh, this is our first one. And I was like, oh, I thought you already did one before. He's like, no, nah, this is the first one. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of people. That's so much. I'm just thinking about the logistics of all of those tables and all that terrain that like needs to be brought out. <laughs> oh man, oh, dude, That's I felt so bad. I guess we can get into it later, but like the terrain was pretty banged up by the end of the by. by oh, the end I'd of the imagine tournament. so. Yeah, yeah, a lot of <laughs> shit was broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff was broken. <laughs> all right, so um, before we go on to the topic here, I have a did you know today. Today's Did You Know revolves around Harlequins. This is one of their weapons. This is a Harlequin Caress. Um, apparently, how the weapon works is that it's surrounded in a phase field, and it allows the troop player to reach through any kind of armor, and they can basically pull out the heart of their victim like they were just passing their hand through air. <laughs> it's just 
You know, like in a... Uh, Kalima! Yeah, yeah, it's literally Kalima. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds incredibly broken. <laughs> yeah, how's that not an instant kill? <laughs> yeah, right? Like you just reach into power armor and sounds steal like a Sounds like a Mortal Kombat fatality. Wait, how much yeah. AP is it? Yeah. Hey man, oh. That's why they have two hearts. And they thought about this. Yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. That's true. They can only yeah. grab one heart at a time. Mm. <laughs> I, th I think it's AP three. Oh, should be more. <laughs> Maybe AP twenty. Yeah, AP twenty. <laughs> damage, damage ten. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the. Uh, did you know for today? Uh, so yeah, let's uh, head on over to the main topic. And before we do that, as always, this show is brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get amazing game mats for not just your 40K games, but almost any tabletop game out there. Purchase miniatures at a discount and join some of the largest 40K events in the industry. They also have the largest 40K podcasting network in the business with shows like Signals from the Frontline, Chapter Tactics, 40K Game Changers, 40K Stat Center, Grim After Dark, and so much more. That's FrontlineGaming.org. And make sure that you guys pick up your SoCal tickets because it's coming up fast. We're going to be there. It's going to be a great time. And Ooh, I'm going to be there. Ooh, wait, are you? Yeah, why is going to be yeah, there? I'm going to be there. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I always get it. So like SoCal is one of my favorite events, dude. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. It's a good it's a good plug. It's a good plug. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, before we move on, I completely forgot to say this, but Wyatt, how about you introduce uh yourself to everybody that hasn't already known who you are? Yeah, yeah. So um my name's Wyatt. Hey everybody. Uh I go by Jack Loves Painting on YouTube and Twitch. Um uh, been playing 40k for almost 20 years at this point, kind of off and on. And I used to be a commission painter. And I transitioned into teaching. So that's what my, my channels are about. It's like paint, teaching, tutorials, that kind of thing. And um, in the last few years, I've just been getting real active in the ITC. And I'm also on the Long War podcast, along with my friends Kenny Boucher and Rob Bear and Mike Haspel. Um, and Kenny and Mike were at the team tournament with Demeki and I. So. Yeah, boy. Awesome. Repping the Long War. Dude, and like not just that, but uh, Wyatt, I have seen your name a couple of times on like BCP and like some events rocking your Chaos Space Marines, running um, your Lord of Skulls and Disco Lords. Uh, I think that there was a there was a GT that I saw not too long ago where you made it into the top ten with Chaos Space Marines. Uh, yeah, it was Lone Star Open. It was uh, Frontline Major. Um, I ended up making eighth place, but that was. Do some other stuff. So on the day I finished ninth place at Lone Star mm. Open, uh, I got bumped out of the top eight by three points. So that yeah. was oh, that hurt a little bit. That hurts. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, and I was just I really enjoy the play style. Uh, you know, people say chaos is bad, and I say okay. Um, <laughs> Let me see. And Let me I gotta see. I gotta Hold give credit beer. to um, my my chaos spiritual leader and guru Don Husen, who mm. was the primogenitor of the the Lord <laughs> of Skulls build. Yeah. And uh, it's just been working for me, and I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting build. And I think that you brought the same type of list to this event, correct? Yes. At Lone Star Open, I was trying out a couple of different things. Um, and just small amount of backstory. The, in 8th edition, it started out as three Lord of Skulls with the buff characters. And then you also had, like, two units possessed and two units occultists to, to do all this stuff, right? And then... Mm -hmm. In ninth edition with points changes, it kind of fell out of vogue. And it wasn't until they made the um, FAQ change where you could take 
a super heavy and kind of refund the cost a little bit for yeah, being yeah. mono faction because uh, I had talked to Kenny about this. I had talked to Don Houston about this. I was like, three is great and all, but like, I wish we could just do two so you could have more tools in your tool bag from the Chaos Codex. And so that was where the light went off and I was like, oh, it's back. Like I'm, I'm building this list. Like I'm figuring it out. So at Lone Star, I actually brought a Land Raider, uh, Land Raider Achilles. Um, and I brought a Volkai Dread. And it just turns out that like the conceit of the list all revolves around the demon keyword. And the Achilles can delete almost whatever you want. So like eight multi-meltas and the shatter shells from the quad launcher. But it has no synergies with the list. Um, you can babysit it with the Lord Disco to make it hit on twos. But no rerolls, like no yeah. buffs really. Um, so it was very swingy. And I didn't like that. And kind of the same thing with the Volkite Dread. Like one Volkite Dread and... Eh. Three Volkai Dreads with rerolls and stuff, real good. Yeah. That's why everybody's running. Yeah, 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 yeah. But again, it doesn't have the demon keyword, no synergies. And so then I was thinking about it and um, I came back to Decimators. Decimator is one of my favorite units. We used to have lists with like five, six of them in eighth edition. Um, and they, they're great. But they got points costed into like the bench and then they got points dropped in this edition. So they're back to being cool. And they have all of the same synergies. So they can do um, the uh, rerolls from Infernal Power. They can use Demon Forge. They benefit from the Demon Smith Warlord trait. Uh, and it's, they, they rock and roll. Like, they're, they're super good. Yeah. And so that was, like, the optimization that I made with um, this list. And I, I took it to a couple of RTTs and won those before uh, coming to Las Vegas. And it's just, it's just been working. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, Demon Forge, one of the most broken stratagems in the game. In my it is. Game. It is so yeah. good. It's O P A F. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to be <laughs> able to CP. use that. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. going away. Yeah. 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 <laughs> One CP reroll all hit or failed hits and wounds. Like, come on, come mm -hmm. on, son. That's pretty good. Uh, so uh, let me do this topic overview real quick, and then we'll break down team tournaments for everybody that doesn't know what a team tournament is, and kind of just like, you know, discuss with ourselves what we think about team tournaments and how that should uh, um, come into the field of your peripheral. <laughs> Here's a topic overview. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Team tournaments are becoming more and more common as the 40k competitive scene gets larger and larger. So how do team tournaments function? Should it be the future of how 40k competitive works? And how do you get ready for a team event? Now, uh, Demeki and Wyatt both joined up at the Las Vegas team tournament. This is the second team tournament that Demeki has uh, uh, participated in. Yes, sir. And Wyatt, do you know which number you're at for team tournaments? Uh, I think this is the fifth or sixth one. Mm -hmm. Um, it for five man, this is the second. Oh, okay. There's, okay. there's been other team tournaments with slightly different formats going back a few years. Yeah. Mm. All right. So how about we first talk about what a team tournament is? Now, John P, you haven't joined a team tournament. I haven't joined a team tournament. Um, what do you think about like the general idea of a team tournament first before we start breaking it down? Yeah, it sounds neat. Sounds like there adds that extra level of strategy that um, you don't consider when you're just building, when you're just going by yourself. Um, you could build heavily into a specific skew to go against a specific matchup rather than doing like an all-comers list. 
Um, and this is also just like that camaraderie, just you and your boys, you know, taking just, on the world on, yeah. on the tabletop. Excuse me, boys or girls? Oh, yeah. You and your fellas and, yeah. or fellows. <laughs> yeah. You and your people. Dudes and dudettes. Yeah. Dudes and dudettes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely enjoyed the idea of a team tournament. I think that it is the most balanced way to play 40K at a competitive level. So I absolutely adore it. I um, think it's amazing. But uh, how about, Demeki, you tell us what is a team tournament? So you got five guys for the ones that I went to. You, you got five guys on your team. You can only have one codex, at least for the Dice Hammer one. Uh, and I, I think the same thing for LVTT. So like Space Marine chapters, you can't have like all like five people running Space Marine chapters. Okay. So oh, so like, you can only have like one faction yeah. per person. Yeah. Oh, yeah okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's faction draft. And yeah. recently they changed it to where Blood Angels and Space Wolves and Dark Angels also count for Space Marines. Yeah. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. So, so wow. Yeah. So you you can only take one. So it's like if somebody's running Space Marines, only one person is running Space Marines, no matter wh what chapter it is. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody kind of like figures out exactly what army that they're going to run. Um, and then you show up, you bu well, build your list, you show up, and then your captain, who my captain, dear captain, was Wyatt. And he, uh, he goes through the motions of kind of like figuring out. It's like a draft situation, right? Mm -hmm. We draft... Like we put up in a, a an attacker, and then they put up two defenders. Uh, then the attacker chooses, and the captain chooses as to which matchup will probably be best for that attacker. And then they pick a table and they go at it. Okay. All so. right. All right. All right. Why well, do you want to break down like how that uh, how that process works when you're drafting, and uh, what your thought process is of how that happens? Sure. Yeah. So um, just like Demeki said, it's Codex draft. Now, just for people who don't know how all of this works, like you can't have a player with multiple codexes, right? So like if you wanted to play um, a little bit of Grey Knights and a little bit of Blood Angels like mashed together, like you can still do that. It's just as soon as one person picks any codex, nobody else can choose it, mm -hmm. right? So that's part of the little mini game that we we're playing with these. Um, and then from there, when you go like to the event, um, you want to have kind of a spread. Because it's a different it's a different vibe than than a one v one tournament where you're just trying to play to the meta or have like an all comers list and you're trying to like win as many games as possible. Mm -hmm. So with this one, you kind of want somebody to do a job, which is why in the past you would see like the quote unquote team tournament meta of like two heavy hitters, two control lists, and a crazy wild skew list, right? So going back to like the ATCs, you would almost always see like two super strong metalists. And then you would see two horde control lists like guard and orcs or a G sealer cult and Tyranids, something like that. And then you would have something wild, like an all knights list or uh, like triple Bane blades or something super <laughs> skewed. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then from there you look at the missions and figure out how to build your list according to the six missions that you're going to play. Um, and then that's like, you get kind of deeper into the strategy like that. And then some people go really hard where they create these, uh, like matchup matrices. Like if you're playing your gray Knights, we're going to sit down and we're going to break down like every matchup you want to see and every matchup you don't want to see so that we can have these plans where when we roll up to the table, we're like, okay, these are the five factions that we're playing against. 
I know what my boys want to play and what my boys don't want to play. And a lot of times there is no easy solution as the captain, right? Like um, you have to win three out of five games. And so almost every round, there's going to be a matchup that you either can't control or you end up like this is the two left over and it's either an okay matchup for your guy or it's a really bad matchup for your guy. And we call that falling on the sword because sometimes in the strategy aspect of this, you might want to bait out their most powerful list. Like if, if, if you guys are on the team and like John P is like your heavy hitter and he's won every game up to this round, we're like, we want him out of the equation, right? So we might have somebody like myself or Demeki or whoever it might be like, we're going to try to bait John P into picking into that guy so that he can fall on the sword. And like, he's going to take that L no matter what, but it sets up four good matchups for our team to try to win the round. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it sounds like a lot more balanced instead of just yeah. going into a GT single or at a major single where you want to build uh, an all comers list and like not every army can build an all comers list effectively in the current meta or like at in any meta at any given time. And so having the option to be like, all right, I'm bringing space wolves. I know that what, what's your biggest, uh, what's your most difficult matchup with space wolves, for example? Uh, I guess, Probably Jakari. <laughs> okay, yeah. so yeah, so you're like, oh, I don't want to go up against Jakari, and so when you have this team tournament, then what you're doing is that you're making it so then it's easier for the person that doesn't want to go up against that match up, right? Yeah. So it, it, it's nice, and I, I think that uh, for people that don't know, this isn't like a team tournament where you guys all pull your points together and then mm -hmm. you know you guys all play like a really big game or anything like that. <laughs> that yeah. sounds cool yeah. too, though. <laughs> it's yeah, it's like five one-on-one -on -one games. Yeah, and yeah. Then like as a team, you're trying to win more games in the round. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Try yeah. three out of five. Yeah, and so you want to try to win three out of five games, but points still matter, correct? When it comes to a team tournament. Yes, depending on the format. So like back in the day, it's something like American Team Championship, right? Mm. Um, it was points differential. Um, and so part of the OG strategy is if your guy was going to fall on the sword, his mission was then to vampire as many points away from his opponent as possible, right? Mm. So like you don't want to get bodied. You want to win. You want to lose by like three points and like steal as many points as possible. Mm -hmm. um, but... There, there are pros and cons to both new ones, um, which Frontline has talked about a couple of times, and I tend to agree with them. I think the um, just straight up win loss uh, leads to a little bit less uh, toxicity as far as like the minute management of points yeah. and that sort of thing, and um, just it just leads to better scenarios overall. Yeah, um, and then points do matter in that you pool points at the end. Like so, one round our team got four hundred and forty eight points total right and then that is a tiebreaker for placing at the end of the tournament yeah, so points do, do matter it's just not as like live or die by the points differential as it used to be yeah 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 definitely i i feel like it's more health it's a healthier way to do uh um the point system makes tiebreakers not feel as bad and yeah. like doesn't make it feel like you know um somebody's like submarining in order to get into the top 10 just because it's like oh it's hard for me to get into the top 10 if i can't spike points comparatively mm -hmm. to somebody that's playing jakari in his singles yeah so team tournaments definitely helps out in that way but um how, how do the how, how are the games like actually set up so if i were to go to a team tournament i guess like for wyatt 
since you were the captain, how does it set up? Like, uh, do you flip to see who is attacker defender? Like, how, how does that whole process work? Yeah, so we'll we'll get our pairings. We'll go to the 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 like line of five tables, right? And then the captains. Uh, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to have your defenders like the in order, like picked and ready to go, mm-hmm. or at least like your first couple. It depends on how tryhard people are being about it. Uh, then you roll a dice. Whoever wins that dice roll gets to um, like pick the table, right? And so you put forward your defender. They put forward their defender blindly, and then you flip at the same time. And then you put forward attackers and the defender of each team chooses between those. And you go from there until all the pairings have been made. Um, and then picking tables is uh, alternated, right? So like if your team got the first table pick on defender number one, then we would get to pick on defender number two and, and so on. Okay. 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 Now I know that the LVTT had, uh, I think it's called player optimized terrain. I think that's the yes. lingo that we're going with. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. how did that come into the LVTT as well? Because that's an entirely other, uh, um, beast when it comes to the game. And that, I think that, that that's what I like about the team tournament situation so much is because it's just a draft phase. It's like when, when it came to like league of legends, <laughs> When yeah. I was watching like LCS and stuff, the draft phase was like always my favorite part of the entire uh, of the entire it was like tournaments. Very hype, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then you get to see matchups, you get to see like percentages. It like it it pokes my brain of like uh, and then and then whenever I got like the draft phase correct, it made me feel good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, they're gonna pick That's this true. champion. Yeah. Um, yeah. And not only so that, is, the music this is kind of yeah. a weird situation with the tables. Mm-hmm. Um, so I personally really like player optimized terrain as yeah. an idea in that like we played it at Lone Star Open. Um, it went great. We played it at this event and I liked it. I personally really like it. However, I do not like it for actual team tournaments. Okay. Well, um, and well, the reasoning well, behind that well, is what, because what is, uh, part of the strategy of team tournaments is picking tables. Yeah. And um, there is an, uh, like if you could pick a table, but I have to send you into a really bad matchup, you then have a little bit of power to pick the table where you might be able to like flip the script on your opponent. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like this matchup, but if we're on a table with no terrain, I can like, I can, you know, lay it down because he needs terrain to be able to, to beat me or something like that. Right. Yeah. Like maybe you don't care about terrain or maybe you do care about terrain and then you can play terrain games and it hinders your opponent. Yeah. So in essence, all five tables end up being the same table, quote unquote, right. Yeah. Because yeah. of, players being able to place terrain however they want. Yeah. And, and the way the player optim- optimized terrain even works is that each player had so many pieces according to the player handbook. Uh, the table is divided in half according to the mission. So normally, like, most of the time I worked it out with my opponent if we were playing, like, hot dog, hamburger, whatever, you know, all right, well, we're going to divide the table in half like this, and then we're going to set up the terrain. Mm-hmm. Uh, terrain is also done in the same way as deployment, right? You put down your first piece, your opponent puts down their next piece, so on and so forth, until all pieces are on the table. Uh, one of the problems that we kind of saw everybody was having with the player-optimized terrain was that as they started putting down pieces, certain pieces you had to measure uh, further distance so like certain pieces you needed to measure six inches from mm-hmm. and then some were only four but you also had to be four inches off the table edge mm-hmm. so like everybody was running into the problem where they put down a couple of pieces and then they have like two pieces they're just like 
I don't know what to do with this. Oh, because they can't put it down. Yeah. And yeah. so like, yeah, it becomes like a Tetris problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, it, I mean, it happened to me during uh, my second match on day one. Uh, we tried to call a judge. Mm -hmm. Never, we never had a judge come over. So we just, you know, gentlemen, you know, we were just like, well, what do you, what do you think we should do? So we decided to just place it down and, and just roll with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So does, uh, does that cut into your playtime at all? Yeah, so uh, you still have the – I think they gave us – we started at 9, and it ended at 12 for the first match. Mm -hmm. So they gave us, like – it felt like a little bit more time than average, but it was still like three hours. Yeah. So it, it, so it was normal amount of time. But honestly, like most of my matches, it, it like it was quick. It was really quick. Yeah, yeah, because everybody knows what they're doing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. After after you've seen the the player optimized terrain and you've seen all the tables and you've done it like once, then you're just like, okay, well, I, now I know what I need to do for my army on each table mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. a point because you know it, what each piece of terrain does. The the other thing that we found interesting after day one when it came to the player optimized terrain was that you know we've been playing for so long in ninth edition we were used to certain things being like force they're they're minus one to hit mm -hmm. difficult ground all that stuff well at that event they were obscuring <laughs> oh, oh yeah <laughs> so we were yeah. all confused that's, we that's were like the limitations what? of what yeah, they right. have yeah, right? yeah um so they have like forests like a little footprint style terrain and because of months of how the game has been evolving this year they decided that um those pieces of terrain they just need to be obscuring to have more pieces of like small to medium size obscuring terrain on the table so that they didn't have to invest in thousands of dollars and hundreds of man hours into a bunch of new pieces of terrain um it's in the player packet so you know if you didn't read it that's on you uh everybody kind of understands that's that's how it works though yep yeah so i guess uh Enough about terrain. How um, how do you prepare for all of this, the team tournament, with like in terms of your list building and everything? Do you guys go into it like knowing? I mean, you mentioned it before. You have your hard hitters and your skew list, but how, how did you guys do it personally, like internally? So I mean, the easiest way is just like, what do you guys got? So first things first, you got to find four friends. Yeah. So that's already you know, hard. Yeah. Make, yeah. make four friends. Yeah. Uh, figure it. out what their collections are <laughs> and, you know, and then come to a consensus. Right. And then when you, when you have that plan kind of done, right. So uh, even if they, they might be down to like build a new army, like Demeki went super hard and just built a whole Drukari army just for this event. So like mad props on him being such a team player. Um, when you have that aspect done, uh, then you can get into like list building. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if I'm playing chaos and you're playing gray Knights, and you're playing space wolves and you're playing Drakari, like, what do we want our lists to look like? Like, what role do you want to fulfill? Like, do you want to be controlled? Do you want to be like the dude who's just like, I'm just going to try to table a certain build. Um, do you want to go skew? Like, do you want to be like, I'm going to put as many dread Knights into my gray Knight list as possible. And like do this wacky stuff. Like that's that's when you kind of figure that all out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we had like we had like uh, team chat, you know, where everybody was like throwing up their lists and stuff. Because like I was filling in uh, for Alan, uh, who was originally supposed to play Necrons, right, Wyatt? Mm -hmm. So Wyatt's like, hey, uh, can you play? 
because uh, I I told him I was like, did you ask Marky first? Because like I was like, Mark Mark stomped that butt during dice oh, hammer, dice hammer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, and Mark couldn't do it, so I was like, yeah. Let me ask my wife. My wife said yes, and I was like, what do you want me to build? And I was like, I got Drakari. You want me to build the nine Kronos list? I got one Kronos in a box. <laughs> got to build eight more. Yeah. yeah. Let me build eight more along with five Incubi, two Raiders, and yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> almost a whole army. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, yeah, I went that route. Uh, I would say that's that's kind of a control list. You kind of push the the Kronos into the middle. And mm. uh, most of, and it worked out for me because like most of the objectives that we were playing the the mission packs that we were playing it was like uh being in the middle was super good just because like there was always an objective on each side mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right on the left or the right mm-hmm. so it, it was it was super nice it was really fun so did, did, oh, go ahead. oh go ahead go ahead i was gonna ask did you got did you guys all like take a look at each other's list and give suggestions and everything um before going into it, or is it just like this is what I'm playing? This is what I'm comfortable with. Man, this whole process sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, it like, does. Just, yeah, like hey, can someone review my list? See if there's yeah, any weaknesses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I posted my list I think three times mm-hmm. because uh, I was looking at what I had. I was looking at the list that I lost against at Dice Hammer, and I was kind of comparing, contrasting, trying to figure out what exactly I wanted to do differently. Because like there was Hellions in the in the list that I lost against. So I was like, well, I have five Hellions. I don't have as many as that person has, and I can't really get my hands on them. Mm-hmm. But I do have six Reavers. Mm-hmm. So I was like, maybe I should run six Reavers. But then I was like, well, I also have Mandrakes. And it kind of played, like, I didn't really think about that unit as to what I wanted it to do. I was just trying to fill a, fill a hole, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I play tested with Reavers at the local GT, or not local GT, but uh, local league. And I was like, this should be fine. And I also, like, sent it to the guys for their input. Kind of went back and forth about it. Uh, and I just ended up rolling with the the Reavers. Yeah, yeah. Is that, like, how you guys come up with your general game plan? Like, for, so when you go to a singles, you usually bring, like, an all-rounders list, right? Yeah. So the general game plan that you guys have is, like, what uh, Wyatt was saying earlier was that before you would have two heavy hitters mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Is Can you, like, go into more detail on how – on what that means, Wyatt. Right, right. So um, in the past, you would have like a team comp, like composition, right? Um, and it's generally based on whatever the meta is at any given moment. So mm-hmm. we're in ninth edition. Uh, if you look at the guys who won uh, Las Vegas teams are to war, like congrats to them. Uh, not only are they some of the best players, but if you look at what they brought, every one of their codexes is a ninth edition codex, which mm-hmm. is you know, formatted for this edition. They all have faction secondaries that are relatively easy to max out in any given mission against almost any opponent, right? So, like, Sisters, Grey Knights, um, they had a Drakari, they had Admech, like, every one of those, It's it, they're optimized to the nines for this edition. Um, and then if you look at the actual list composition, you start seeing kind of a pattern of, like, what each of those factions is meant to do so on our team, um, Drukari for Demeki's list, like we, we needed not only like a good shooting threat against uh, a number of different factions, but also something that could tank a lot and sort of like hold objectives real strong. So like Kronos, real good at that. Uh, he also has a ton of obsec. He has a lot of close combat threat. He has a lot of tools in his tool bag to play ninth edition. Yeah. Um, 
And then we look at what Kenny played. So he's like OG Death Guard guy, an expert at Death Guard coming in. And he's also got things like um, the beat stick Morty. He's got indirect, uh, which is really important. He's got um, things that do heavy damage with those entropy cannons. He's got ways to do faction secondaries for easy 15s. He's got ways to do easy secondaries like uh, retrieve Octarius data, right? So you can win a game with 97, like, and it's easy. Why try to win a game with 100 and lose? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then you have other things like my list. So I'm, I'm playing Skew. I'm two Lord of Skulls and, and Decimators, right? So I can take a lot of things that maybe Death Guard can't. So uh, let's just say we go into a matchup and they are like tailor made for killing Space Marines, right? Um, I can I can take that list because you're never going to see my space marines. You're never going to interact with them. You get Lord of Skulls and Decimators and that kind of thing to interact with. Yeah. Um, and you you just kind of go from there. Like primarily, it's it's what can you bring? Like what do you have? What can you bring? And then anything else is icing on the cake. But having an optimized team comp can be important if you want to place really well. Yeah. So then you have different options to run into. Uh different matchups that you know that you're not going to do well with, but your buddy can, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I struggle against Admech. Do you want to take this Admech matchup for yeah, me? I, I'll take that. I, 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 I struggle against Admech. Can you take this? Oh, I struggle against Oh, wait, you Does too? I just struggle wait, against Admech? Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I guess this brings us to, like, the big elephant in the room when it comes to a team tournaments. Do you guys think that it should become more of the norm for competitive 40K? I'll play the devil's advocate against it. Um, so, yeah, what do you guys think? We'll, we'll leave this up as a round table. Uh, John P, do you want to go first? Yeah, I think it's I think it's neat. Uh, I I feel like there's room for both. Obviously, um, how do I say this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, like at these events, you're gonna see the same people finishing at the top. Uh, Art of War, like yeah. regardless. Um, and if Art of War shows up to a team tournament, chances are, you know, they're very likely to win it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and same thing with singles. You know, even at, at the last event, we saw two Art of War in the in the finals. But I think it get, I like it because it gives like those some other armies a chance to shine. Like mm-hmm. uh, at this event, the person that finished uh, at the very top um, by himself, or I guess uh, on a solo level, was a Knights player actually. Yeah, he, he scored finished, the most. Yeah, he yeah. scored the most. He won the most. He scored the most. Yeah, so yeah. It, um, it gives people like that a chance to shine. Yeah, so Shout I like that. Shout out to Kenny for getting fourth in a overall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah he yeah. killed it. Some, some BDE. Yeah, <laughs> some BDE indeed. Yep, yep, yep. Why you want to go? Sure. Um. So, I think there's a lot of pros to team tournaments that I really like. Um. Just echoing the sentiment that it's very freeing mm-hmm. for players in general, but like a list that you might really enjoy playing, all of a sudden isn't bad, right? In the yeah. grand scheme of things, um, maybe you just like really want to play the wildest like monster match here and it thing that you can, and it just doesn't work in a GT. Like it doesn't work in the current meta, but mm-hmm. here. Like all of a sudden, you might be you might be like your team's saving grace because nobody is prepared to see that weird stuff. Yeah, you're the you're the so nice. I, yeah, yeah, I love that aspect of team tournaments. Mm-hmm. Right, um, I like the mini game of you know choosing your opponents and all that fun stuff. Uh, but to directly answer the question, do I think it should become the norm? Uh, no, I I want to see more of them. 
like 100%. I want it, I want like five, six of these a year. But um, as far as like the, the ITC, the competitive circuit, I still think that the one-on-one ladder rank system is, is like the best for competition. But I would like to see a whole lot more team events. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think that in order for the game to get bigger competitively and, and almost like esports, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like T-sports. teams, <laughs> I feel like the team method is, is the way for it to get bigger. I mean, cause if you think about it, like, like golf, tennis, like all these like one-on-one type matchups, like mm-hmm. how, how often do people like sit there and actually watch that? Right. Especially like our generation. Right. Like I, I'm not saying nobody watches that. I'm just saying it's probably does doesn't have as much viewership as like baseball or the NFL or rugby or soccer, or, you know, all these other team sports. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that it can adding the team aspect to the game helps that and it keeps people more interested and then it gives them not just one person to root for but it gives them a team to root for right mm-hmm. now we got branding going on branding. and other people growing right and the community's getting bigger like i feel like the team aspect is the way to go uh on the competitive scene i still think there should be uh a solo scene mm-hmm. but i feel like if we want this to get bigger and bigger and bigger with larger prize pools, I feel like the team is the way to go. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I feel like that the way that 40K is at right now is like where uh, fighting games, like the competitive fighting game scene was back in the day, like with Melee and stuff, you know, people playing. 100% of them. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's still on its infancy, right? Yeah. I think that team tournaments, exactly what you said, where it does create branding for different teams like you know the only teams that i actually know of like off the top of my head is battle brothers art of war dice hammer uh frozen front and long war long war yeah yeah mm-hmm. and oh, those yeah we're here there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and those are like the only ones that i really know of off the top of my head right and there's a lot of really great teams out there there's so many yeah and um it'd be great to let them have uh, a um light shined upon them like how what is more interesting of a title for an article nick nonavati loses to x player or art of war loses to battle brothers at this team tournament major right like right there, there's so much branding that you can do off of it but the only con that i see when it comes to the team tournament is resources um because like holding just this event for flg we already said that was like 290 players, right? Yeah. That's yeah. a lot of resources yeah. that you have to pull for that. It was, it was a very large <laughs> venue. So yeah, like, there's, uh, yeah. there's a saying with team tournaments where like, you should get an award if you show up with all five people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I 100% agree with Demeki on this. Like, I want to see more prestigious events be mm-hmm. team tournaments. Like, I would like to, if let's just say that if we could have a major in every month of the year, yeah. Six of those should at least be team tournaments. Yeah. Um, yeah I want, month. like, that would be great. I'm so for that. Mm-hmm. As far as it being, like, quote unquote, the norm for competitive 40K, I just don't think it'll ever work because the norm for competitive 40K is like 20 man RTTs. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, and exactly. Being able to shift that to a team event type of thing is never going to happen. So, like, you have to keep your RTTs, you have to keep your mid to large GTs and your smaller to larger size one-on-one majors. Yeah. But I 
definitely want to see more prestigious team events. Yeah, because, like, you know, you have to also take into account, like, Jimmy in Flyover USA, where yeah. he can't, <laughs> where, like, you know, the most that he can get is, like, maybe a GT if he were to drive, like, two hours, right? Right. Yeah. Like, maybe once every other month, right. something yeah. like that. And then he has to, yeah, and if Jimmy wants to participate in a team tournament, he needs to find four people. Yeah, he has uh, to find four yeah. people and then travel to <laughs> yeah. one of these events. Like, that's... Okay. Uh, and there, there is um, free blade system for yeah, yeah. for these. Oh. Like you can you can sign up and um, as as a like a single guy as a free blade, mm -hmm. and they will pair you with other people. It's just like you kind of have to go into it knowing that like you're probably gonna get riggedy wrecked because yes. mm -hmm. you have no. Synergy. The majority of those teams are like five people who've been strategizing for mm -hmm. a few months, mm -hmm. but you know those guys they show up they're like the life of the party. So it's it's like they're they're in it to like have a good time. Yep. Yeah. They're trying to get uh, recruited by other, other yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. By yeah. Team. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's qualifiers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, my look business at, card. Yeah. yeah, look at me. I'm really cool and good. <laughs> Can you imagine the, the chadness you'd have to be to go up to a team and be like, all right, guys, I'm your free blade. Here's my business card. And yeah. it goes zero and five. <laughs> <laughs> you walk up to Art of War. Like, hey, I'm a free agent, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I think that that is pretty much it for this episode of Chapter Tactics. Um, uh, Wyatt, if you would like to plug yourself in any way, shape, or form that you would like to do, visually or audibly, uh, go ahead. Yeah, you can find me on YouTube under Jack of Clubs Painting. Um, I stream three nights a week on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Jack of Clubs Painting with underscores. Um, we're part of the Long War Podcast. We do that weekly. You can catch us live on Twitch for that recording. And uh, yeah, good talking to you guys. Awesome, awesome. And as always, we are the crew over at Dice Check. That is youtube.com forward slash Dice Check. If you guys want to check us out. And yeah, that is it for this episode. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you guys get your SoCal tickets, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye-bye. We love you. Bye-bye. <laughs>